So, this evening, we are going to continue what we started on Sunday. Hallelujah. How many of us were in church on Sunday? We were all in church on Sunday. Even Pastor Steve that crept in like a thief in the night. He's raising his hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, how many of us remember the sermon on Sunday? What did we discuss on Sunday? Please, I need somebody to help me with the microphone around. You know, I was going to be, I thought I was free to be telling you all kinds of things, but Pastor Steve is here now. He's also a pastor, so he can show me up if I'm not telling the right thing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please celebrate the man of God, Pastor Steve Omotaya. Okay, please help me with the microphone. What happened on Sunday? Our church administrator, please, I want you to celebrate the church administrator also. And all those who are in the church office, they keep the thing running. All of them in the church office, all of them in the administration of the church, I want you to celebrate them. Hallelujah. Amen. Good evening, church. Good evening. The topic for Sunday was the cost of discipleship. The cost of discipleship. Did he have a rider? Yes, sir. What was the rider? Ah, so, church administrator, if we were to score you, now 50%. So. Samsung. Still... 50% doesn't enter jam nowadays. So. Samsung. You are still booting. I okay. still want to say something. Oh, yeah, boot, boot finish. Okay, so we had um, quantity versus quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were made to understand that those chosen ones, Hallelujah. those that add value, they add value in the house of God. Amen. And then those that are, that are quantity mm. are the guests. Mm. They just come and go. Wakapas. Yes. Mm. So we said some people are quantity while some people are quality. How many of you asked yourself that day, what am I? Honestly, did you ask yourself, what am I? Did you ask yourself? You're thinking, many of us, we have, we want to be quality. We even show some attributes of quality, but we still find quantity in us. Do you feel like that sometimes? Like that? Yeah. So, you want to be quality. You see some aspects of quality, but then there's still a lot of quantity in you. And who did we describe? Thank you. Can you clap for him? Who did we describe? we said who yeah we, we use that you know he appeared especially when Jesus mommy you want to help us eh, the, sorry mm, yeah that's not the word they use in the bible multitude is separated from the multitude you remember when he had to cross on the boat when there was, he was walking on the boat, then he left the multitude behind. One of the attributes of knowing whether you are quality 
Or quantity is the amount of time you spend alone with God. It's the amount of time my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. Which means that if we spend enough time with God, we recognize his voice. But if you are in a multitude, it is hard for you to distinct, uh, to distinguish. Is that the word? The voice. Bible says he went further. And even with the two or three, he still went further. How further? To show that you are a disciple, to show that you are quantity, you need to go further. You need to go further. So my dear But when he came, you know, what was sacrificed because the quantity, the multitude, the multitude I beg, didn't know who Christ was. So the same crowd, the same multitude, Pastor Steve, that was shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, were the same ones crying. How spiritual you are, you are quantity. Sorry, but that's the truth. That is why the wrote that hymn. Nearer my God to thee. Nearer to thee. You can spend a lifetime seeking the face of God. Of discipleship. Bible says the path of a righteous man shines brighter and brighter. Pastor Collins, am I quoting Bible? He says it shines what? Brighter, brighter. Until So as children of God, we should be progressive in our walk with God. You cannot be in the Congregation of God, and you feel that you it's as if he has never read the Bible because he's getting new interpretation. The interpretation is progressive. He has moved away from quantity, entered quality, but even in that quality, the message, thank you, the cost of discipleship. Quantity versus quality. May God make us quality in the name of Jesus. Guess what? It is not bad for you to start at quantity. Because the Bible says we were born in sin. What I like this church for is that our ministry is about transformation. So you may have come in as quantity. But as you progress... Come what quality may we all end up be quality in the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Amen. So, we're going to take it further. On Sunday, we read from Ecclesiastes 5.1. We talked here. And then give me the New Living Translation of that same. It says, as you enter, just like Pastor Steve entered, Pastor Collins entered, as you enter the house of God, keep your ears what? Open. And then do what? Fem. Fem. I attended a service on Friday. Some older friend, his wife passed away. And on the pew that I sat, a lady came in after we had, you know, the service had started. Throughout the service, she didn't close her mouth once. <laughs> You know, the man that sat in front of her had to turn, you know, glare at her. It didn't mean anything. No. <laughs> Are you a typewriter? And she wasn't a young girl. mistake in giving us two ears and one mouth so that we can hear more and talk. May the God, may God help us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, let's take it further this evening. Mm. Let's read our scripture. What was our key scripture? Our key scripture was found in uh, uh, um, Luke 14, 23, 25 to 30. And then I read verse 35. Just to establish, because I'm going somewhere, there's a punchline that we're going to deal with this evening. There's a punchline we're going to do. Now, read with me what? Now what? I thought multitude was plenty people. That means what? Great. Then he said what? Great multitude. That means even multitude can be qualified. There are many churches that are filled with great multitude. I'm not um, I'm not castigating any church. We are saying the truth. There are many people, there are many organizations that but not according to the will of God. There are many pastors that are boasting my congregation 50,000, 100,000, 200,000. But check. Some of them could touch him. Some of them could relate to him. What this is saying is that the fact that you are in church does not mean that you are not multitude. The Bible means whatever it says. The fact that you are walking with Jesus. Like I was saying, you know, when you see all these uh, 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 politicians and you see them standing and giving, do you see people behind them? Those people behind them, they are standing there for a purpose. Because you wonder why they are standing there. They are not the ones being interviewed. But they are trying to make a statement. 
So if Pastor Collins becomes, what state are you from? Anambra State. He becomes the governor of Anambra State. And they are interviewing him on his right. Pastor Steve, you go to the left. Let me be to there. Pastor Steve will be to his right. We won't stand on the same line. We'll stand behind him. Why? We want the world to know that our local, now we know the governor. We are so close to him that when he was giving that interview, did you see me? You saw Y Bill on his right hand, at his right hand side, and did you see PS at his left hand side? So that when you need contract, remember, I explained to you that Jesus did not say, but if they were to, if they are to become stumbling block between you and God, you've got to choose God. I remember you telling us last week that your father told you to get ready to go to the village because he wanted to disown you. You did not like, you did not love, do you love your father? Yes, but you did not love him more than Christ because at the end of the day, you chose Christ and God is you for it. 28, 28. And he then says, verse 20, please help me. For which of you intending to build a tower does not first the cost whether he has enough to finish it? 29. Lest after he has laid the foundation is not able to finish, all those who see him begin to mock him. May we not be objects of mockery in the name of Jesus. Amen. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Then give me verse 30, 33. Verse 33. Three quarters of all he has, all. Oh. That's the benchmark. And can I encourage you, my brother? We are all work in progress. None of us here has attained. Because it's possible that some of us are still keeping some things away from God. Some of us are still keeping our money away from God. Some of us are still keeping our children away from God. Some of us are still keeping our relationship away from God. Some of us are still keeping our businesses away from God. Some of us are still keeping our friends in the name of Jesus. Every day must be better than the previous day. Your walk with Christ, that's why it says that the path of the righteous man will shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. So don't knock yourself. You are a work in progress. And God will sustain us in the mighty name of Jesus. So, what did we learn from that scripture? Very briefly, before I go to why we are here. What? Somebody make comments. Because I'm going somewhere this evening. Anybody? Anybody wants to say anything? You know, just throw some more light on that scripture. Otherwise, if we're fine with it, then we're going to the next level. I'm going to read another scripture. And that scripture is found in Matthew 22. Matthew 22. Help me with Matthew 22. Let's read from verse 1. Believe. Matthew 22. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables. 
and said, the kingdom of God is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. I don't know why the Bible read it like this because it should have been, instead of and, it should have been but. Hello? Right? English students, English major, it should have been but. He said, and he sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. But they were not willing to come. And why were they not willing to come? Again, we soon find out why they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out another, sent out other servants. After sending out the first set of servants, he sent out another set saying, tell those who are invited. Maybe you don't know. I have prepared my dinner. And what is it made of? Oxen. Fatted cattle. I've killed. Chicken. Turkey. What else do people like? Uh, goat pepper soup. Fish pepper soup. What else do people like? Sorry? Jollof. Jollof rice. Soup. Pounded yam. Obono. Eforiro. Efoile mimeje. Egusi. Fried rice. Come on. I must catch you in one of these things. Can I was your own? What do you like? What? I've already mentioned it. PCN, what's your own? Singaporean noodle. <laughs> we are talking about King Prepare. You are talking about Singaporean noodle. <laughs> Suya. Uh -huh, we know your own. Ram Suya. Yeah, I like Ram Suya. I don't like any other Suya. I, I like Ram I like Ramsey. And there's one place I get in Lagos, better one. I'll buy for you. No, you can't put up your hand. She's the first one who told me. You see, I invited you. You kept your hand down. <laughs> so she he said, and all things are what? Ready. Let me quit it. Sometimes, you know, a lot goes into the service before you come. A lot goes into the service before you arrive. Some people have prayed. Some people have fasted. Some people have set the place. In is working to make sure that the generator is good. All the church office people, they are working orderly. The microphones are working. Everything. The fan is blowing. Then some people don't show up. He says, come. Everything is ready. Breakthrough is ready. Healing is ready. Prosperity is ready. Promotion is ready. Happiness is ready. Joy is ready. Come now. Just come. But why didn't they come? Give me the next verse. This is where we're going. Why didn't they come? Because the Bible says this time the Bible didn't make any mistake. It didn't write and 
The Bible wrote, but they made light of it. And this is where we are going to pause this evening. They did what? Made light of it. What does it mean to make light of something? Does anybody want to help me? What does it mean? Sister Sally, oh, okay, my dear sister Emanuela. Sister Sally, I must hear from you today. I must hear from you today. What does it mean to make light of something? Sayinka, what does it mean to make light of something? Good evening, church. Good evening, church. Yeah. Okay, to make light of something is like that is not a priority. It's secondary. It's, it's not what? It's not a priority for that person. So you take it lightly. Like it's not your priority. You feel it's just common. How, how did they talk about Mekpatewo in Ibu? Eh? Okay, all you ask. Anybody, you want to say something? How? This is where we are going to spend a lot of time this evening. Let me come down. Because if I'm talking to you, for, I want to learn too. How do you make light? What is it first to make light of something? When you don't give regards to a situation. Hey! When you don't do what? When you don't give regards to You don't give regard. It's like casting your pearl before swines. You know, the children of nowadays, and none of our children are like that in Jesus' name. Any of our children, I know you are not like that. You know, sometimes you talk to them and they do. Eh? Eh, what does that mean? What does that mean? In our days, am I right? It's cane that they used to help you bring down that shoulder. Mommy, how did you deal with us? You will use cane to drop that shoulder. If you try it with my mother, that night, they must help you. You know what it means? They'll get hot rub. My mother used to tell us, I will beat you, I will kill you, and no government can ask me. I'm the one who, so one day, maybe 12, 13, maybe not at 13, I started driving from a very young age, but I used to steal the car to drive. So we went for a family function, and my mom's car was blocking some, you know how they, they said, oh, please go, ah, never, ah, this small boy is driving. So I came out of the car, and I was... Unfortunately for me, the key flew out of my hand and entered into one very green gutter. Oh. <laughs> so, I now took a stick, you know, because the people around are started sniggering, and, you know, sniggering, sniggering. So, I took a long stick and I was, you know, looking for... Oh, boy. I put my hand inside the green gutter. <laughs> green 
I put my knife, even when I still smell my hand, I still smell the gutter. <laughs> I put my hand inside. Quick, quick. If the woman found out, I drove the car, then I put the key in the gutter. I say, my life, my life flashed. God, for us to make light of many things. That's why he said, let us hear the end of the matter. Fear God. Because when you fear God, it's difficult for you to make light of the things of God. So, hmm, some people, they were born again from their mamas. Come now, tell you, come, let's say, yeah, come now. Come now. Have you ever made light of anything of God before? Hmm. This man is going to heaven. I need honest answer. I have. Everybody knows that I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> so there are some days when there's an evening service and Arsenal is playing. Father, let this cup pass. <laughs> and at times, I have chosen Arsenal over God. Guess what? We will lose. <laughs> that day, that day, we are sure to lose. We must lose that day. We, that day we must lose. So I learned my lesson. It's better for me to hear the results. Then make light of the things of God. Let me open, throw it open. I've opened myself up. Examples of how we have made light of the things of God. And what in some cases, what have the consequences been? Oh, okay. You are all born again, so none of you have seen before. Give me an example of how people can make light of the things. Or let me just even make light of anything and the consequences. Can we do an exercise? You want anybody? Yes. How? Let's hear from the young people. Yeah. How have you made light of the things of God? And what has been the consequences? Okay, well, you already took the football one from me. Uh, I'm a United fan, so uh, I've experienced that side of things before. <laughs> but you should buy it and read it. And it was basically talked about how praise and worship is one of the things that can just fill God with joy. Mm. And it was talking, it describes a situation where he's up in heaven and a church is doing praise and worship. And he tells everyone in heaven to stop what they're doing. And they just look down and it brings tears to his eyes. Mm. And then from that day, I now take praise and worship a lot more seriously. Because... Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You want to, anybody wants to tell me? Yes, please, my brother. How you or anyone you know has taken lightly the things of God. Made light, sorry, made light of it. 
um, personally, I'll use myself as an example. Thank so, you, brother. Um, I've made light the grace of life God has given me. Grace of life I, God has yes, given you. Because in some situations, some scenarios, I just think of it that ah, I used to go to bed and I used to wake up. How mm. do you do it? Mm. Okay, after sleeping and waking up, what's the best thing? What's the first thing you're meant to do? Mm. And that thing is the normal thing that we're meant to do every single day. Normally, you're meant to pray. But it skips my mind sometimes, and I literally remember our guy. What do you do? No, no, no. Eh, eh. What do you do? The first thing when you wake? Pray. Eh. First thing when I do. First thing I do when I wake You I are go. supposed to do. Supposed to do. So, what do you do? Maybe just press my phone. Exactly. Just press my phone. And later, exactly. Some of us, are, we have not even opened our eyes. We are groping for the phone. <laughs> Are you guilty? Are you guilty? Yes. Then you are making light of the things of God. I was reading today about a university student who slept and didn't wake up. Who gave you the very breath by which you are preaching that you are checking. The eyes that you are using to check the phone, who gave you? Do you know you can wake up and that eye will not see anything? Come on, people of God. Many of us are guilty. Yes. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'll also use myself as an, as an example. Um, sometime last year, I went to an office where I usually get jobs from. Excuse me. Now, I, I went there because there was a particular moment that I didn't get anything at all. I was wondering what was going on. So, I went there and the person that I was talking to, somebody came and asked him about started, uh, why he did not call him at all that year. Me, I've had about 24 different jobs already and I was complaining. <laughs> that, that month, I was wondering... <laughs> Me, I went to that office to go and complain that the month, that, I think it was around uh, May, nothing happened. I was like, ah, what's going on? I didn't get anything this month. Usually we have four or five projects in a month, but that month, nothing happened. So me that I went there to go and complain, somebody had not, hadn't gotten any that year. So when I, when I heard the person begging this same mother, ah, uh, engineer me, please, you have not called me this year. What is going on? I look at myself like, hey. <laughs> and you are, you, are, you are here to complain. You that you have had 24 me with project that they know that I am capable of handling. So when some of these people that they, they went to school and learned this engineering and they don't even get a, 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 a quarter, maybe a, a percentage of what I get, I, I, I realize that it is people of God upon me. Are we learning something? Are we learning something? How have you made light of the thing of God? Good evening. Um, I just wanted to share and continue sleeping. So, and you know, this happened a couple of times, and then the Lord was like, Okay, you don't want to listen, you don't want to hear. And then stuff will happen, the whole day will be messed up, and we're like, well, you didn't wake up, your, your yeah. sleep was more important than 
for you to listen to how to. So now when my alarm goes, I actually have to leave my room. I cannot pray in my bed, on my bed, because it will be 6 o'clock and I'll. Do you know that prayer time is investment time? Prayer time is what? Investment time. You want to say something? Yeah. Me in church. Um, I want to talk about this particular because I am very I'm guilty of it as well. So sometimes we are so much uh, in need, but something or a certain amount of money, and we kept praying and praying, and all of a sudden the money comes, and you are supposed to pay your tithes, mm. and you begin to think. Okay, if I pay my tithe, this money won't be complete for, yeah, what, for what you want it I to be. I want to use it for. And you are... Did I get you? Did I get it? That you say next yes, time. To now keep pushing it. Uh-huh. Do it next time. I'll do it next month. And from there, this is a very, very serious. Um, it's like a slippery slope. slope. You just begin to. For, if you are not careful, you find out that. It, Four months, three months. In tithing, in giving, in offering, we just conclude that I can't do it now. God understands. Yeah. So uh, God is not wicked. He understands. I will do it some other time when money really comes. Mm. So I believe he's taking God lightly. So we make light. Read it again. Go back. Give me verse four. Verse four. Verse four. So we can read it again. He says, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatted cattle, and killed, are killed, and all things are ready to come. Come! Come! To the wedding. Verse 5. Verse 5. But they make, they made light of it. Yeah. They made light of it. You want to say something? Praise the Lord. I want examples of how we have made lights. Okay, yeah. so for me, making lights of um, making lights is like being over familiar with God. Mm. Uh, what are your hands doing? So um, I'm going to take um, the situation that has been happening recently, um, this is the traffic situation. So you know the that's a particular route. It's going to be clear in your head. You're like, it's going to be clear. So, okay, God, I don't need to involve you in this. But God actually wants to be involved in every detail of our lives. But then we just say, okay, this traffic situation, I know Lagos. I know how to maneuver and get to my destination. And then you just leave God out of it. Something happened to me, I think, um, two weeks ago. I just decided to, as I stepped out of the office, I decided to take my normal route, like I'm going to cut off the traffic and then just meet maybe just one as I'm getting to the house. But then, as I was going, I just like, ah. So because you took this other route yesterday, you feel that it is okay for you. You've not even asked God if you should, if you should take this particular route today. And I realized that the route that I took actually made me stay longer hours in traffic before I go home. So that, mm. that's... A journey of 40, 40, uh, 40 years. Yes. Praise the Lord. Good evening. Hallelujah. 
I wanted to take you from her mm. morning devotion. So there was this particular time my parents staying with them. They always have morning devotion. So a particular period we were traveling. I was an adult then. So I knew the time for the devotion and everything because my dad would not leave if he doesn't do it. So I joined them, did Bible study, and I packed my bag and I said, ah, time is going. I have to get to the bus park. They were, we were both going to Portacots, but we're entering different bus, buses. So I left them doing the devotion. I was like, ah, should we have prayed small, you know, that kind of thing. I got to my park early and we started moving. At the end of the day, my parents got to Portacot before me. That particular day. So I was, I was like, that thought just came back to me that, ah, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have stayed through. Back, back what you did with scripture. Back what you Bible student. Bible says, race is not to the sweet. Yes. Because my dad was like, I, I thought he didn't, he didn't query me. He didn't, you know, that. Hey, look, go now. So no bunny. Oh, he stayed. <laughs> they finished everything. He and my mom, they went to their own park. And at the end of the day, I was like, Lord, I'm sorry for, for not staying through. I'm sorry. So then I told myself, no matter, I would stay till the end of it and move on my journey. And thank you. <sighs> mm. You know, there was one day, just recently, maybe a few weeks ago, I went to somewhere and I was dressed in my Agbada, you know, as my Agbada. And people greeted me, you know. And I was saying to myself that, ah, these guys don't know that that bank accounts. You know, I actually said to God, Lord, I am tired of looking prosperous. I want to be prosperous. You know, that level of prosperity that they attach to me. <laughs> because somebody can come to me now and say, I should come and loan him 100 million. And I'm thinking, actually, <laughs> 100 million, you think I'll be here? <laughs> be i don't want to just look prosperous i want to be prosperous and the spirit of god told me it is even my grace that is making you look prosperous because i am meeting you at the point of your need and yet you are still complaining Guess what? I was making light of the grace of God upon my life. It's not about the money in the bank. It's about the fact when you need something, Safala, that God is there to provide for you. You gave a testimony some time back. You will get to a place that Yoruba say, Ojuati Owo. Money will be shamed because money cannot do what you want to be done. It's only the grace of God that can do it for you. If money could buy death, some of the richest men in the world would never have died. Abiola would never have died. 
Kennedy would never have died. Rockefeller. Do you know when Rockefeller died? They are still spending Rockefeller's money. If death could accept money, you get to a place where death, money, cannot work for you again. It is only the grace of God. And yet, some of us make light this very grace of God. Some of us make light. We are talking about what's it called? We are laughing about it. But it's a very serious issue. Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little sleep, a little slumber. Bible says poverty will fall on sun on Wednesday. Then all of a sudden, even Sunday, I can do online. You are beginning to take the things of God lightly. When there's a need in the heart of God, and it comes from that, in fact, it doesn't have to come from that pulpit. You see it. The fact that God draws your attention to it means that God wants you to do something about it. And you carry your eye. You say, it will look on me there. You are making light of the things of God. When you know the instructions of God and you do not follow it, you do not back, you do not go by it, you are making light of the things of God. Clear instruction. Clear instruction. Somebody says that the Bible it's not difficult to interpret. That shall not. What interpretation do you need? Which interpretation? That shall not steal. Which interpretation do you need? People of God, this evening, give me that verse 5. Just, oh yeah, it says, uh, yeah. It says, but they made light of it. And went their ways. We didn't even get there. When you go your way, their way, you, may, you are making light of the things of God. And like I said to you on Sunday, it says one went to his farm, another to his business. Some of us have what we call legitimate excuses for not obeying the word of God. Like you said, when the money comes and you need to tithe, a legitimate excuse can be it's your rent. A legitimate excuse can be you need to pay for this. A legitimate excuse means that you need to send money for that. A legitimate excuse can be I need to save money. So they went about their own business. Anytime you go about your own way. Anytime. Remember. When you make light. Of the things of God. You are going about your own way. A little sleep. A little slumber. And poverty. Can come upon one. A little leaven. Just a little leaven. Leavens. The whole lump. 
this evening, I want you to reflect and ask yourself, how many ways have I made light of the things of God? What are the consequences? Lord, I want to move from being quantity to being quality. And maybe you just want to speak to God this evening as we close the service. The Lord help me. Because without grace you cannot do it. You know the areas that you are making light of the things of God. Maybe God says to you, you must fast today. Today I want it to be a fasting day for you. And you make light of it. Sometimes the God gives you an instruction not concerning you, concerning a brother or a sister. Just places that person in your heart and say, pray for this person. Mm. I beg you make light of it. Sometimes God says you, forgive this person. And you say, no, you don't know what that person did for me. That thing that that person did, even if Jesus Christ comes, I will never forgive. You are making light of the things of God. Sometimes God will even ask you, go and apologize. When you think that you are in the right, when you disobey God, you are making light of the things of God. I just want us to just spend a moment asking for God's forgiveness and say, Lord, I repent. Everywhere and every how, anyhow that I've made light of your, of your things, Father God, forgive me. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Maybe I didn't know before. I didn't know how it hurt you. If you go on, go to the next verse for me because they go to the next verse. Some seized the servants, treated them spitefully and greed and killed them. Verse 7, what happened? And when the king heard about it, he was furious. He was furious. Which means that every time you make light of the things of God, you have the potential of making God furious. Every time you go your own way, no matter how legitimate the excuse is, you have the potential of making God furious. And the Bible says, he sent out his armies, destroyed them, and burned up their city. Because I didn't come for your party. But it shows you the degree of import that God places on people making light of his things. If we've been doing that, I just want us to ask for repentance today. And all of us are guilty in one way or the other. Including myself that is speaking to you. I am guilty. I have not obeyed everything that God has said. I have not walked in all his statutes. This is the cost of discipleship. I have to operate at a level higher than the multitude. I have to strive to be quality and not quantity. Father, give me the grace. Give me the grace. I don't want to operate in the realm of quantity anymore. 
have sat down and have taken the course of discipleship and you have said it. I cannot. He said, anybody that loves anything more than you cannot be your disciple. And if I love you, then I will make light of your things. I repent today. Whether it's my prayer time, whether it's my quiet time, whether it's instruction, whether it's in obedience, Father, I repent. We repent. I pray for all of us. I stand in the gap for all of us. Wherever we have heard, Father, grant us a grace to walk back in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, this evening, as we have come to you the way we are, and we have confessed our sins, our shortcomings, grant us the grace to walk in the spirit of quality in the name of Jesus. From this moment onwards, none of us will make light of anything concerning you. We will move from strength to strength. We will move from power to power. We will move from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We are. Amen.